Welcome back Episode 200 Nitty Gritty Sports Talk Radio Show I go by the name of Roscoe English And of course I'm here with the flock Got my guy Keys with me What's going on y'all? How y'all feeling out there? My man Nick Happy Monday everybody And of course last but not least Keith PJ Sco, what's going on? Can't complain, can't complain We have a special guest with us on today Head coach and athletic director, Lake Clifton High School, Coach Tree. Coach Tree, how you doing today, sir? I'm doing well, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well themselves. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's get straight to it. So uh, your team, they went 21-1 and overall, 9-0 and in Baltimore City League play. Tell the listeners a little bit about what went into this dominant season that y'all had. It was a multiple, it was a multiple of things. I think one... That played a key part of our success that we stayed connected virtually for that year uh, that we were not in school and no athletics. Uh, I created an athletic platform for my athletic department for coaches to stay connected with their athletes. So we met with our kids at least no less than twice a week. And it was just to stay connected academically, uh, emotional, and just support-wise to the young people. And I think that carried over until us returning the school year. That's awesome to hear. Um, this season, uh, I think one of your mantras was stay together with tough defense and trust that everything else will work itself out in the end. Um, as far as the team, how did you get them to buy into that philosophy, defense first? Uh, being very persistent. I'm a very persistent person. I'm a, I'm a repetition teacher. Uh, I don't fluctuate my demands and expectations. Uh, so you, you have no choice but to buy in to what I would like to have done uh, because what I would like to have done is not for me, it's not for one individual, it's for us. So I got the young people to understand everything I was asking of them and doing to them to get them prepared was for us. It wasn't for any individual person and definitely not myself individually as a coach because they could look at the wall and see that there were a number of championships already on the wall prior to them trying to get one themselves. So everything was about them and I was asking them to do things that I asked them to do for us. And they, they, and they bought into it. It wasn't always easy to get them to get it, but I think the more we won, the more results that they got, um, the more it helped them buy into it. And, and wins always help you buy into stuff, being realistic about things. Uh, but this defense has always been our, our, our trademark and our brand. Because uh, I believe if, if anything you can do right during a game, you, you, you can play defense. You might miss a layup, you might miss a jump shot, but you can always play defense. And defense helped uh, our offensive a lot as well. Definitely. So, Coach Tree, um, you, you, you mentioned the banners, you know, hanging on, hanging on the walls. What was the goal coming to the season, and how important was it for you to capture uh, Lake Clifton's fifth title? I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Coming into the season after not having mm -hmm. a season, due to COVID, starting the school year and the season due to COVID, I honestly didn't think we were going to finish the season. I never shared it with my players. So prior to every practice and every game, I would tell them, do this day as if it's going to be your last one. Because I just believe we're going to get shut down again for some reason. Um, so my expectation coming to the season was I was just happy to be playing basketball again mm -hmm. and happy to be around young yeah. people again and just happy, just happy to be able to teach you know, young people, the life skills that we do through basketball. So all this winning, I, I'll be honest with you, 
it, it came out of nowhere because that wasn't really, I mean, I, I, you know, you, you coach to win games, but I was just happy to be back around basketball again. And then all this stuff took place as we progressed the season. It's just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. Definitely, Coach. So Quentin Monroe, Miles McDuffie, and Chris Mitchell, uh, talk to us about what those three players meant to your program this past season. They were leaders, one, with their work ethic, uh, following my, my script. Um, but Q, everybody knows he's offensively gifted. But we got him to buy into defensive rebounding, which increased his value to the team. And it helped us increase our value as a team. And then Miles McDuffie, you know, his defense and his rebounding got better along with scoring. And he always guarded most of the time the top offensive player for the opposing team, whether it was a forward or a guard. He was always matching with the top guy. And then Chris, he's just an old school throwback dinosaur forward. He's, you know, a lot of kids, everybody want to be LeBron James at 6'8", 6'7". They want to be a guard. He was okay being a rebounder, block shots, made some layups. He was okay with his role. So they all embraced their roles. And when they embraced that role, it helped others embrace their roles as well. So it's tough beating any team three times. Talk to us about the championship game and the challenges that went into beating Emerson three times. Well, beating somebody three times, I don't think it happens too often. Um, we played Edmondson the first time at Edmondson, and it's very a very hostile environment, a good climate, a good culture, a good place to play basketball. It's very tough to play there. Uh, we beat them by two there, not knowing we was going to see them again for the city championship down at Dunbar, and I think we won that game by five. And then once again, not knowing we was going to see them in the, in the state championship, I think we won that game by 12. Uh, but Edmondson is tough. Uh, Coach Danzler gets his guys prepared. Uh, to compete, they stick to their script, and they're going to do what Evanston likes to do. And we just prepare to withstand whatever they threw at us, and it just helped us overcome them three times, which was very, very, very difficult to do. Definitely. So as we approach this offseason, and, uh, you know, obviously this offseason may be more normal than the ones we've had recently, but as you head into it, what are your goals for yourself and the basketball program going forward? Well, my goals myself, my wife is going to make me take off a few days because she watched me have sleepless nights. Rightfully so. She watched so. me watch video all night. So she watched my game preparation nightly. And she's probably more happy the season is over than I am, you know, even what we've won. But she saw what some people don't see what I go through trying to prepare myself to get our young men prepared. Uh, to play so she's making me take a few days off but I'm not a take off type of guy um, so I'll be back at work but you know my, my goal off season is to, to keep these young people active, keep them inclined academically um, a lot of people don't know at Lake Clifton Reach we've had a three-year run where the senior class valedictorian was a basket I'm sorry where the valedictorian was a basketball player Wow. And a lot of people don't know that. I'm t we're talking about three years in a row where the senior class, valedictorian, was a basketball player. Wow. So we have, I have those kind of academic standards in my basketball program. So my guys sign in every day doing lunch. 
And then with the season's over, because I don't see them at practice, they have to sign out after school. They still carry conduct sheets uh, two or three times a week, and I have to know weekly what teachers are they going to for coach class. Um, and they're expected to achieve academically and have good behavior and good conduct in school, even, even once the season is over. So the same expectations we have before the season, during the season, are still after the season. And then we're going to get some workouts in. But those things I said first are our pri priority right now. Because we'll have time in the summer to work out. So I want to get these guys through school. Definitely. Well, Coach Tree, we appreciate you giving us a little bit of your time today. I wish you and your boys a great off season and a great next season. I appreciate you guys having me on, man. Thank you so much. Hey, hey Coach Tree, can we get you on my day to talk about your Syracuse days? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I, look, I can't tell you guys everything, but I can tell you publicly the things I can tell you. <laughs> hey, we'll hey, take we'll, it. We'll, we'll take, take it. <laughs> Appreciate it. We can you. do that, man. You guys call me anytime. If I can do it, I'll do it. All right, will do. I appreciate y'all, man. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Coach Trey. All right, Coach. Y'all have a good one. You too. You too, Thanks sir. a lot. All right. Bye-bye. We have another special guest with us tonight. We have Coach Kendall. Polly Girls basketball head coach. Coach Kendall, how you doing today? I'm doing well. How about you? I can't complain. So let's let's get straight to it. Earlier this season, you won your 350th win <laughs> as a head coach at Polly. Talk to us about that achievement. Um, I was just kind of chatting with uh, Kathy Dunn from Varsity Sports, and we were just kind of recapping or haven't been able to get back into the season after being off for so long and um we were talking about milestones and she was like um how close are you to you know one thing or the other what i remember you having such and such and you know a couple years ago so um we had played two games and i was like well kathy i said kathy i'm gonna count on monday and um when I went back and counted, I realized that I had won the 350th game the, the game before. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just like any accomplishment, it's kind of like a kid in a candy store. It was exciting. It's fun to have be even be able to say that I've even done anything 350 times. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely that's 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 really dope. Yeah, that's a legendary achievement. And uh, speaking of wins, you guys went 18 and three this year. Um, what went into you guys having uh, su such a successful season? Um, a lot of patience. Um, <laughs> a lot of patience, a lot of uh, redoing things differently to accommodate new kids, new teams. I think sometimes the adults in the environment, coaches and players, um, and the, well, players also, kind of get in a space where they're always trying to rewrite that season before in some kind of way. So we graduated um, seven seniors when we were sent home from COVID in 2020. And I think um, of the three freshmen that returned, they're now juniors, they all kind of had that umbrella over their head, like, hey, we got to do this for them, instead of realizing that they have to establish their own identities whether you keep the same people on the team from year to year, it's going to be a new team, new identity, new building, new bonding, because everybody grows and matures differently. So um, I think the biggest thing I would say is patience. 
um, a lot of attention to detail. I have excellent coaches, um, whether they're alum that come back and spend their time or um, very good friends of mine that come and give their time and Toby Henson and uh, Crystal Fallon, mm -hmm. they definitely, definitely, definitely add a lot of knowledge to the environment on a daily basis. Yeah, that, that's definitely important. So, Coach, during your career, you've amassed four Coach of the Year honors, seven Baltimore City championships, and you've now participated in 10 Maryland State Final Fours. Uh, talk to us about the process during your time at Poly since 2001, where I believe you started as, was it like a volunteer coach? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah. so talk to us about that, the process from that time uh, to now securing your first state title as a head coach. <laughs> you, you know a lot, huh? Yeah, we do our research. <laughs> <laughs> you, when you sent me that, I was like, really? Wow, it's that many, huh? <laughs> so you, um, I don't know if you pay attention to it or not, but it was a movie called 27 Dresses. <laughs> okay, I'm familiar <laughs> And it was that. talking about the friend that was always the bridesmaid. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with my um, my cousin is the head coach at um, I'm sorry my cousin is the head coach at Edmondson. Oh wow! And um, he uh, he said you go ahead and you go get you one today. That's what he said to me Saturday or Friday night. And I said I'm just tired of being a bridesmaid. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, that was our conversation the night before. Sometimes we can be long-winded, sometimes we're not, but um, it just all came together. Um, I think for the most part with that, how many times you go, the anxiety just builds and builds and builds each time. And you have a way of allowing doubt to come into that space when you haven't won. So I think, um, I spent a lot of time talking to myself that day, the day before, that, you know, every time is going to be different. Every encounter is different. Every group of players you go with is different. And you can't put on yourself the anxiety and the intentions from things that happened before. So one, one big milestone for us was that week when we had to play the final four, the semifinal game was not getting sent home. It was a lot of emotions around that. I remember that day like it was yesterday in 2020. So, right, it was real difficult. <laughs> so talk, say, coach, talk to us about the, um, the championship game um, against Howard. Talk about what that game meant for the poly program. <laughs> um, I think it, gave a different face, a different level of respect to the program. Um, anytime you go up against opponents as um, well-known and coaches as strong as Scott Robinson is, um, I think when you put on a performance the way that our girls did, it means a lot. Um, it makes people turn their head and look back at you and say, oh, okay, they do have something going on over here. Um, I think the couple of losses that we had during the season were kind of that black cloud a little bit. And then um, coming out on top of that game on Saturday against strong opponents and strong coaching uh, meant a lot. And it'll mean a lot going forward for the level of respect that I've tried to gain for the program for years. Hey, hey, I think coach. we're a well-respected program, but I think, yes. Oh, no, go ahead. Finish, finish that. 
Um, I think we're a well-respected program, but I think a lot of people had some doubts about us because we hadn't won the state championship. And I just think the number of graduates that I put in college and through college means um, the success of my program in congruence with the amount of wins. And y'all snapped a, a, a pretty long win streak of Howard's. Were they the defending 3A champs or two-time defending champs? Were... Um, I believe that this was Howard's first year okay. in 3A. Okay. Um, I'm the 4A North Region Director, so I believe Howard was was in 4A. And I think by realignment and classification changes, they came down to 3A. But um, wow. there was no... The last 3A champion was Frederick, and that was in 2019. Okay. Yeah, so the that game, those games weren't played in 2020. So talk to us a little bit about... <laughs> I'd like to think life. it would have been us. So talk to us about players like, and correct me if I'm saying this young lady's name right, Debrea Clark. Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. It's Debrea Clark. Yeah. Debrea Clark and okay and Michelle Lowry mean to your program. It's it's Mikkel. Mikkel. Oh, that looks like Michelle. I'm so sorry. Yep. It does. It does. When you first glance at it. Um, I'm so sorry. I think the biggest thing with this group this year and not just individual players was kind of developing chemistry. Um, the only I have four players on my team this year that were that ever played for me before so that was debria clark trinity massenberg riley holiday and kazaya akaniye so they were a part of that 2020 team that was approaching the final four so when we came back this year you're trying to develop leadership schemes you're trying to develop um who's going to be your go-to who does this who does that like i had a very very strong point guard in 2020 that relaxed some of the responsibilities for quite a few people in Cache Wilson. So um, I think Debrea Clark and um, Mikkel Lowry found that glue this year in situation like being challenged. So I had um, quite a few guards that were out ill this year, like in boots. And um, Mikkel had to step up. She wasn't a starter until January. So kind of baptized by fire. She had to jump in and get in where she fit in because the other guards were hurt. Um, Debria, I think, is just a natural leader. I think she's very skilled. IQ is very high. So um, she kind of picks her spots and you can see her thinking and you can watch the process and going on. I think when she's focused, she's a very, very difficult player to even bother with um, in this day and age. She can get a lot of different things done. She can do a lot. That's awesome. And uh, in addition to 350 plus wins as a coach, um, your program is known for 100% graduation rate. And you've also had 100 of your players become collegiate athletes, which is awesome. Uh, what does this mean to you specifically? Um, I just think that it's important to be in a position of influence. Um, I think it's a, a, a blessing. I think it's a calling. So when you have an opportunity to be in a position of influence for young women or young adults, period, you should take it very seriously. So in some cases, um, sure, you guys know what athletics is. Um, 
when you go to school, you could be away from your parents for hours and hours at a time during the day. So it's important to have those other adults in your life that are bridging the gap or ministering to you the same way that your parents do. So for all of those young ladies to trust me enough um, and respect me enough and listen to me and be able to rely on me enough to be able to help with facilitating this process for the next step is a big deal to me. Um, they'll all always be a big deal to me. So this year I was blessed to have um, one young lady on my bench from my first team when I started in 2002. Um, I had someone, this, my JV coach is now um, someone from my 10th year coaching. <laughs> um, another of my assistant coaches, she and I play AAU together. And the gentleman that sits on my bench, I met him while I was working at Athletic Attic when I was 15 years old. So I'm very, very big on relationships. Um, and I don't always know everything and get all of the parts right. But if those young ladies want to play at the college level, I think that that's something that we should facilitate and do our best to get them to those places. Um, to look up on Saturday and see so many alum from the program, um, happy for the young ladies that are there now. It just was overwhelming. It brought nothing but tears. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Like, all that sounds great. Definitely keeping everything in the family. That sounds great. Um, so as you head into the offseason, what are your goals for yourself and for the um, Poly Girls basketball program going forward? And um, just to pick, you coach other sports at Poly also or just, just basketball? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> okay. um, I've been a varsity volleyball coach um, maybe two years less than basketball, so maybe 17 years or 18 years with volleyball. Okay. And um, I coached uh, JV softball till 2013, and then when my son started traveling for basketball a lot, I stopped. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've, and I graduated from Poly in 96. Okay. So. Yeah, so um, I guess going into the off season, I think it's important and I think it's something that doesn't really get enough attention is that young athletes need to rest and coaches need to rest or take a moment. Um, I remember growing up through sports, we kind of played everything, did everything. So you got a chance to challenge other muscles instead of wearing the same ones down all the time. So I know how important it is that everybody wants to move into playing AAU or summer basketball and get in their looks and all those kinds of things. But recovery is just as important as work. So um, I just think that for me, the off season with this being the first off season that I get to have in a long time, um, I'm excited because I think relationships are built in the off season, mm -hmm. the desire to want to work together. Um, the understanding where people are coming from, I think that changes in the off season so that everybody's not in a space where you just storming at the beginning of November. So I think we get a chance to work on our bodies. We get a chance to work on our minds, um, finish the school year out strong because everybody on my team, including my managers, made the all academic team for Baltimore City. So everybody on my team has above a 3.2 GPA. So, <laughs> so it's, um, we work hard and I don't want any of those parts to be taken for granted by them or anybody else that gets a chance to meet them. They're some of the most beautiful people that I think I have ever 
gotten to come across, you know? So I guess maybe after 20 years starting this, when I was 23 years old, um, I'm grateful. I remember everyone. <laughs> and I think every, every player that I've come across has given me something to grow, help me become a, a better woman. Definitely. We're uh, we going to have one of your former players on Friday, uh, T. Robinson. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, have you ever thought about coaching at the next level? Um, I've considered it, but momming is more important to me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I love this level. Definitely. So. I respect it. I respect it. Well, Coach Kendall, we appreciate you giving us your time today through everything that it took to get started and all of that. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys for having me. Thank you, Coach. Have a great one. Thanks, Coach. Have a good evening. Brand activations, business openings, recently engaged during any life event that deserves a celebration. Start planning with Penn Jones Events. Owner and principal planner Paige guarantees a fun and stress-free planning experience. Managing every event aspect, including budgets, timelines, vendor negotiations, event design, and more. Penn Jones Events is a full-service wedding and event planning company based in Maryland. We curate extraordinary events tailored to you. Let's start planning today. For a free 30-minute consultation, visit ppjevents.com. Appreciate those coaches for being on with us. It's time to get into some NFL. Quarterback carousel just keeps on moving, baby. We got action. Can I call him a Falcon great? Matt Ryan, Falcon great. Matt Ryan traded to the Indianapolis Colts for this year's third-round pick. Nick said this last week that uh, this would be a good fit for Matt Ryan and the Colts. So let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it's I would I would look at it as as far as all the available options after, you know, the QB cloud has kind of eased its way on. Um you could see who was available and what the landscape was. I mean, Matt Ryan over ba Baker Mayfield any day and every day. Um just the pedigree Right. Like Matt Ryan has done a lot of things in this league. I know he has a bad reputation. I don't know why, you know, but he's an MVP. He's taking the team to a Super Bowl. Um, you know, when he retires, he's going to be top 10, at least at the very least, in almost every uh, passing category. Um, and then now you give him an offensive line and a run game and a solid defense. Three things that he did not have in Atlanta, you know he'll be able to show who he is um, and what he's about this year. And uh, I just think it's funny uh, that Baker Mayfield openly was saying, hey, I want to be a Colt. Please trade me to the Colts. And, and the Colts left him on red. I mean, yeah, when you when you kind of look at the, the, the landscape right now for quarterback openings for potential playoff teams or solid rosters, I mean, the Colts are they're the best roster out there right now without a quarterback. Um, why would you enter Baker into that conversation? Uh, I think we said on Friday, that's just Carson Wentz 2.0, at least to me. Um, I think Matt Ryan puts them in a better position. I really do. Um, I mean, Matt Ryan get a bad rap, but he, he can still he can still spin a football, so if he got the weapons, uh, he's going to have a run game now. 
uh, with Jonathan Taylor, which I think only helps him uh, even more. Um, so I, I think this is a bit, I think this is a good move not only for Matt Ryan but for the Colts. I think it'll, I think it'll pay dividends for them. I think his his bad rap unjustifiably comes from all the leads that they blow, which isn't all on him. But you go to a team now that has a defense intact and that has an identity that can keep a lead. They're going to get a lead and get a ball to Jonathan Taylor. And I'm sure at 36, he's not going to feel slighted by having the ball taken out of his hands. So this is a merge that should work. And that, I mean, outside of the Titans, that division is weak. So it's it's two-man race. And I'll take Matt Ryan over Ryan Tannehill. So they're in good position. Yeah, I mean, 4,000 passing yards in 10 of his last 11 seasons. And last year was his first sub-4,000 season since 2010. And you got to ask yourself, who the hell did he have to throw to? Calvin really uh, had mental health issues. Corderell Patterson was a wide receiver that's playing running back. Kyle Pitts was, you know, a highly drafted pass catcher that took a while to kind of get into the zone, get into the, to the field of NFL football. So, you know, Russell Gage was his most reliable receiver. Are we, talk, are we serious? What the fuck are you supposed to do with that? Yeah, and that line was terrible. And His the line, line was, was terrible. terrible. He, I mean, he's a five to seven step drop quarterback. What you see is what you get. He ain't about to be Lamar Jackson or any of these mobile quarterbacks getting out of there. If you don't protect him, he's going down or throwing a pick. But you don't have those situations here in Indianapolis. If if, if Philip Rivers can do it, and we saw what his arm was looking like, um, Ryan still has his arm strength, or most of it anyway, so pressure's on them now. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. That's exactly what this is. But after he gets traded hours later, the Falcons signed Marcus Mariota. Um, you know, they, they went from being heavily involved in the Deshaun sweepstakes. You lose a, maybe a future Hall of Famer, and then you sign Marcus Mariota. So if I'm a Falcons fan, I don't know, man. Yeah. The, I mean, the one positive silver lining is he reunites with uh, Arthur Smith, who was oh. uh, the OC in uh, Tennessee, in Tennessee when he was in Tennessee. So it's they true. have some familiarity there. And, uh, again, I mean, they, I hope the Falcons fans weren't thinking they was going to win something this year. Now I feel you, Sco. Like, to go from Deshaun to Marcus, it's kind of depressing, right? Yeah, and I mean, you still don't have anybody to throw to. Um, <laughs> Russell Gage left. <laughs> I mean, like the roster didn't change, and you got worse at quarterback. So I would start looking at uh, C.J. Stroud. I would start looking at um, uh, Spencer Rattler. The what's, Bible. What's my, get, get my uh, man Kyle Pitts out of ETO, man. It's going to be a long couple of years. I'll never I was about to deal. say, it's going to be a long five years for him because uh, – I still don't know why they selected him. That Not at that. What was that? Six over quarter. No, it was like five, four, four, five. or three or four. Yeah, it was. It was top five. Uh, yeah. I mean, I they just had other pressing issues that were re- that were pretty, pretty big. Yeah. Obvious. <laughs> like it was obvious, but they had just read up on Matt Ryan, and you wanted to get him another weapon, but like, yeah, he's gone the year after that. So yeah, like yeah. certain teams have the luxury of taking the uh, the best talent on board. 
the Falcons aren't one of those teams. You take what you need. And yeah, the Bengals gonna get a lot of people effed up. Yeah, doing that. <laughs> they gonna hey, get fellas. a lot of people effed up doing that. Hey fellas, this all goes back to Baker Mayfield. The Falcons said, "I'd rather sign a backup." Dog. Then trade for Baker's bum ass. Yeah, I'm about to See, say, like, they, at this point, like, what teams need, like, a, a court, like, what teams have quarterback opens, quarterback openings or are looking for, like, a bridge quarterback? Well, nobody's going to trade for him. Well, yeah, Seattle. But that, that contract. So I will wait for Cleveland to cut him, take on his contract, and then the market might open up for him. But nobody's going to trade for his contract. Not him, not, not Baker. I mean, I'd rather trade well, for Matt, Matt Ryan's, Ryan's contract. Yeah, right. to Baker. Decent, though, like, <laughs> you, get, you got some service with you. you Matt Shit, Ryan. 40, 40 what million? How much is that? 40. I mean, 40. Matt, 5, Ryan I think. You, Matt Ryan going to take you to the playoff. He's going to maybe win a playoff game. Baker, you finishing last in the division. You might finish risking the Jaguars. Like, that's how bad he is. Like, that's how bad he is. Baker's horrible, man. Yeah, but once he gets cut, somebody's going to pick him up. Um, Privilege. A quarter, a quarterback competition with, like you said, Drew Locke and Baker. I mean, I would retire if I'm Pete Carroll if I saw that on in in a hot July day. I'm out of here. What is this? I'm 75 years old. No, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, other than that, who needs a quarterback? I saw earlier that Kenny Pickett is like a lock at six to Carolina. So, who who needs a quarterback? Nothing's a lot right now, Scott. So no, that's you, a lot. you basically saying Baker going to next year is somebody's backup. Oh, Baker, Baker's years as a starter, numbered. <laughs> numbered? I think they. I'm going you think right they done now? now? I think they done. Ooh. Like in a barn injury, like barn injury. He's not. Who's who's going to trade for Baker and say you are starting quarterback going to camp, going into camp? Nobody's, no, nobody's doing deal. that. I'm trying to figure no, out. Nobody's doing that. Like, no. Cleveland, if Cleveland didn't want him, why would somebody else want him? Cleveland did everything in their power to, you know, to for lack of better, to empower him to be a great starting quarterback, to be a good starting quarterback, and he couldn't do it. He gave him the if, Avengers. If you're Seattle, why the hell are you? I mean, like, like unless, like, like school said, unless they cut the cut him and you bringing him in, what's Seattle going to do? I mean, what you, what are you going to do in Seattle? He oh, can't nobody's trained. He can't throw the ball in the rain. If 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 you're a GM and you trade for Baker Mayfield right now in that contract, you should be fired. That's that's just negligent. Just wait for I mean, him to get cut because they're gonna have to cut him. They're gonna have yeah, to. I mean, but you could, yeah, but you can see that that's not gonna happen. I mean, you could think about it. Matt Ryan got traded with his contract. Baker, like to to like I said, so you know that's not happening to that point. Like nobody wants Baker. Nobody's trading him. It would have happened by now. Like teams want their quarterback in place before the draft. It ain't happening by and, now. And and to Key's point, why take on that Baker money when you're rebuilding? Like yeah, with Drew Locke, there's still hope. You know, Vic Fangio isn't the greatest coach in the fucking world. Like, Drew Locke has showed some things in this league as far as having potential. That's all I'm saying. Potential. You go and see what he got. If he's a bum, you select a quarterback next year, and you and he helps you tank if he's a bum. Why do you spend the money and trade the draft capital to bring in somebody who might lead you to seven wins, six wins? It's just stupid. Yeah, nobody's trading for him. He's definitely getting cut. He's definitely getting cut. I, no, I can um, see Seattle doing it, but I, I no, wouldn't. No, no. He, I'm just going to trust that nobody's that stupid 
He's he's gonna have to get cut. Now I know how Kwame Brown feels about this, but I have no respect for Cookie. He's a bust. I don't like, call him a bust, but he just sucks. He's a bum. Because he's I mean, not that's the worst, worst quarterback than a bust. in the NFL. He, he, he was number one though. He, 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 he was yeah. number one pick though. Yeah, well, I mean, you, well, you're number one pick about to get cut. I mean, but <laughs> yeah, but I mean, by by you saying he's not a bust, you you think he can revive his career somewhere? No, when I think of a bust, I think of Jamarcus Russell, like somebody okay. that just flames just out. Just didn't get started. Gotcha, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Like Baker, Baker's going to have, a, he's always going to be a fringe guy. You know what I mean? Like, is he a starter? Is he a high level backup? If we put the right pieces around him, what can he do for us? He, he'll always have a place, but uh, he sucks. I, don't know how many <laughs> I mean, more I agree right, with you on that. <laughs> I don't know how many more right pieces you can have that he I didn't mean, David have Mills got a job. Like Davis Mills, they Davis building Mills. around yeah. Davis Mills. Yeah, yeah I'm saying he got it. He got a job. Like, like they, they, they think that Drew Locke gonna be the guy. Like you know, like Mitch Trubisky didn't even play last year. He got a brand new deal. He's he's a starter now. Like get big guy. Marcus Mariota, yo. Marcus Mariota <laughs> got picked up two hours. At, like I for sure thought, like all right, this is kind of making sense. Atlanta, you need a quarterback. Baker, you need a team, and they say, nah, we are going with Marcus. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think Arthur Smith got the familiarity with him from Tennessee, so that it made a little sense. He's gonna get hurt. <clears throat> yeah, he knows. Like, there's he, no he way around this. Body injury. He's, he's, he's gonna get hurt. Sprain or strain. And he got a Jameis read up. Yeah. Jameis mm-hmm. got 21 million guaranteed. Yeah, and it's they, just uh, Baker and Jimmy G out here. I wonder why. I wonder what went into those negotiations because they was bidding against themselves, or maybe Seattle was interested. I don't know, but I don't see anybody on the market at that point giving him twenty one million guaranteed. Who James? Yeah, there wasn't a lot of jobs available. You could have squeezed them out a little bit, but that's that's what it is. I mean, if you're looking at the fourteen and three before the knee injury, and he was five and two, and no, please stop, Scott. I'm just dog. The the numbers. He didn't get twenty one million because of what he did last year. The number, the, the, he, the, as far as you're concerned, he ain't getting from the thirty and thirty years. So where you get it from? They ain't just giving niggas from, money. He got he got it from. <laughs> listen, the fact that they was willing to give up three first round picks plus players, like, of course. yeah, I mean it's plan it's plan B, bro. Like plan B already took this money. Please be quarterback. Please give me plan B money. Yo, yo, we can't we can't say everybody sucks and then cape for Jameis, yo. I'm not caping for Jameis, but I mean, okay. I would okay. take him over Baker and Jimmy G. Would you? I've seen Jimmy yes. G in the, in, in the NFC Championship. Have you seen Jameis in the playoffs? Have he you didn't seen Jameis in the playoffs? Have you seen so, Jameis so, in so the playoffs? Jim, so you mean to tell me Jimmy G was the reason that the 49ers advanced? No, but I can't I can, say Jameis. I can say Jameis Winston it was the reason Tampa Bay didn't go to the playoffs. I can say that. I can also say Jameis didn't have a team like Jimmy G had. What? Jim, stop, Jameis stop. didn't have no defense like that. He He did? Yo, what you thought, Tom? Uh, what, that, that, what you thought that defense that Tom Brady had just came when Tom Brady got there, yo? So they had the same fact. damn players, Carl. When you no, throw thirty didn't. picks, you, your team can't win. You didn't throw me out the game, bro. Ah, uh, because uh, I seen I white see. people throw twenty. I see, I see white people throw twenty eight all the time, and they in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, multiple I see, times. I see, I see Nick. I see Nick Point. In fact, like I, I see what you said. Like he threw thirty picks. It's definitely his fault. But at the, and then, but at the same time, I'm still choosing him. I'm still choosing thirty picks over Jimmy G and Baker. Because that was I, a, I, one year he threw thirty I, picks. I, I see what you. I, I see what <laughs> you're saying. Like, 
I, I definitely get what you're saying. Like, Javis is not. He ain't great. But hold on, hold on, hold on. We I'm can't like, talk about Matt Stafford as being somebody who's a who's who throws hella picks, but then say Jameis Winston threw thirty picks. Eh, thirty picks. One, eh. No, we're not forgetting for thirty picks. All I'm no, saying I'm not is forgetting them. All I'm, but all that, I'm saying that's, is I'm taking him over the two over them two people that you named. Of course, named. that's of that's course. what I'm saying. Of course, and I'm not gonna hold his one bad year when I see all these other mid quarterbacks get chance after chance. And I'm gonna just Sco, be honest. He with didn't you. have Sco, Sco, He didn't have one bad year. He almost had a hundred interceptions for a career. Like he he didn't have one bad year. Yo, that's what he that's what he is. Sco. Yo, he's a gunslinger. I had a gunslinger. You got to take that. But with a better team around you, because Matt I seen Brett, was ass, I seen Brett James Favre. Winston's a gunslinger. I seen Brett Favre throw 27 picks multiple times a year. He did it. It's not Brett Favre, yo. What are you, what, what are we talking he about? Brett Favre won. He won Super Bowls. Put James on a better team. Skull. Put James on a better Tom, team and cut him down out, in half. Out. And cut them interceptions out. down in half. Put him on a scope. Because Tampa Bay wasn't a bad team. Tampa Bay wasn't a bad team. What are we talking about? Yeah. Tampa Bay wasn't yeah. a bad team. Tom, Tom Brady came, brought A, B, and Gronk, and the motherfuckers won a Super Bowl. So give James A, B, and Gronk. So he can throw 30 picks again? He's not going to throw 30. He only did it one time. He had Mike Evans and, 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 and he only Chris did it Solomon. one time. Other years he threw fifteen. This is this. Yo, this you is can't great. just this throw thirty picks TV one game. time, bro. Yes, you can. That, because that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable, bro. Thirty for thirty what? is unacceptable. I want to hear that. Okay. That's it's never it's never no excuses for that, bro. I'm, I'm and he let the league get pick six I've seen year. other I've seen other quarterbacks throw that many picks and get another chance and not be held by that one year that they threw over twenty picks. Fam, I heard Matt Stafford didn't belong in the Hall of Fame because he threw picks in his career. Like, what are we saying? He also he, didn't. He also didn't win games either. Like, you forgetting that part? But he went to the playoffs. Has Jameis went to the playoffs once? Yes or no? Did, did, did Jameis have Megatron? Because Matt wasn't getting to the playoffs with eleven and twelve wins. He got there with nine. Like, let's Mike stop e it. He didn't, Mike Evans he didn't, and Chris Godwin weren't weapons, right? They weren't weapons. They were just all pro players. What, what, what was the defense like? So, so, so was that defense? That Devin defense White was wasn't the there, bro. Dev, he was, yo, Vita Vea Vea wasn't there, yo. I would have to like check. The whole, yo, that yo, defense. So, 95% so of the team was there. And defense ain't you, dominant either with Tom Brady. Like, what are we talking you, about? You know what changes 79 to a Super Bowl? Not throwing 30 fucking picks. So, the, so all right, what happened the year before? And the year before that? Because he didn't throw 30 picks that year. Okay. Rookie year, 22 picks. I mean, 22 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Next year, 28 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. Next year, 19 touchdowns, 11 picks. Next year, 19 touchdowns, 14 picks. Next year, 33 touchdowns, 30 fucking picks. What are we talking about? That sounds he, like a he, fucking gunslinger to me. It, it sounds, sounds like, like a, a fucking gunslinger. It sounds what? like a pick thrower. Look up Brett Favre then. And how many I'm not even going to talk about the fumbles. I'm not even going to talk about the fumbles. Look up, the, look up Brett Favre and how many picks he threw. And, and then, then look at the, the touchdowns. Team. Because he didn't have a Green Bay team. He didn't, he didn't have a Green Bay team. Look up the touchdowns too, Skull. Don't leave that out. I'm just saying that Jameis is mid, but he shouldn't be treated better. Like, Ryan Fitzpatrick gets a job every fucking year. I'm not worried about nobody else, bro. Like, come on. Like, he deserves a chance. I'm just saying, bro. We gotta keep it. We gotta keep it on the. Don't move the goalpost for one quarterback and then not for the other. But you are because other quarterbacks get chances with throwing picks 
but Jameis is getting judged for one year of thirty interceptions. I don't. I don't even. Which understand is wild. Why, but what I'm I, saying I even, is, I don't even understand why you bringing up Brett Favre. Jameis has only thrown thirty on his thirty touchdowns one time in his career. You know, you want to know how many times Brett Favre? Yo, done he's it? still young. He's not even thirty yet. What do you mean he's still young? He's what a six seven year player. He's had enough time. The book is out, Scott. Book is out. He ain't still. I mean, he is still young technically, but I mean, he's he's had still six, young. seven years of NFL experience, bro. Still young, still young. But Carson Wentz, Lamar, Lamar is entering the chance. After chance, after chance. Carson after sucks chance. too. After chance. Carson sucks too. Like, come on. Like, I'm putting him in the same damn bucket. But he shouldn't be. I take Jameis Winston over Carson Wentz any fucking day in a, in a week. I didn't see Carson Wentz give up the ball thirty times, and I didn't even bring up fumbles, bro. <laughs> Or pick sixes. I didn't even put that into the equation. He led the league in pick sixes once. So did Matt Stafford. Least, like, what are we talking he, about? Yo, fam. Matt Stafford led last year in I, pick sixes. He had, he had three straight games with pick sixes. James Winston leads the entire, like, the entire NFL history in pick sixes. Not in history. No, he doesn't. Look no, he doesn't. Cause I saw that number. I saw the numbers. He's not in history. Stop it. See, you adding on. You adding on. Like we not doing this, fam. We not doing that. We not doing that. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. History. The whole ever. Like yo, Bart Starr, Sammy Ball, like all of them. He has seven. Um, you, he has seven pick sixes in the thirty interception season. That's most in the NFL history. That's a single season record. That's not the and the last play of the season was a pick six. Like yo, like it so, got so, so bad. I Bruce hold, Anderson so said, I, can hold, "I can't win this motherfucker." So I can so I can hold Lamar on mid seasons now. He Ben Simmons. Like, he, he just he, he Ben Simmons. Who? <laughs> who? Who? He said, "I can't yo. win with somebody who throws this money pick." They were five and two. Whatever. Yo, why do we why do we keep saying that? Who did they play, Scar? You talking about the Saints? They right? play who they play. What are you talking about? What did they do after he got hurt? They gonna be five and two this year? I don't know. They might be. We'll, Who's in that we'll division? That, Who's in that we'll division? That Sam Darnold and fucking Marcus Mariota. Sko, if he's so good, why were they trying to give up so much for Deshaun? When you hey, have man. when you have a guy, you don't give up. Because it's Deshaun. It's Deshaun. I have Lamar. I have Lamar. It's Deshaun. I have I have Lamar. I'm not okay. Okay. I'm saying when you have somebody, you don't go out looking for somebody. I got a wife. I'm not out here looking for somebody else, right? But That's some how do. But some do. Yeah, because they're not satisfied. But some do. Because they're not satisfied. You can still. I don't want to get to the Why aren't they satisfied with you? Five and two. Why aren't they satisfied with you? He got hurt. What are you talking about? He tore his ACL. He's healthy now. Why are they still looking at other people? Because they thought they could get Deshaun. And maybe that might not be what everybody thinks it is. We gotta All see. Right. Even if you think you can get him. Because what did he him, do in Houston? Even if you think you can get him, what you have to give up to get him, if you already have a guy, why give those things up? Because it's Deshaun. People think because a it's Deshaun, and Deshaun. we have Jameis. It's the difference there. If we had so Lamar if, or if we so had Josh Allen, any, we're not looking to give up three fucking first on. round picks. Fan, what are we talking about? I know I never said that Jameis Winston was Josh Allen. You wildin'. You wildin' now. I never said he was that. I, just, I never said he I, was that. I just was asking why does Jameis get so much bail? He and, don't get and bail. Better quarterbacks get slandered. Better quarterbacks. No, Twitter do too. Better quarterbacks get slandered. Matt, we will slander Matt Ryan before we slander 
Jameis, and Jameis fucking sucks. I've never seen Matt, Matt Ryan slander. I've seen Falcon All slander. Right, All right. No, we, we've seen, yo, I've never slandered Matt Ryan. I don't care what other people, I've never slandered Matt Ryan. I hear you, bro. I'm just saying, we'll see. We'll see how this season uh, unfolds. And we have to remember last year, yeah, he was 5 and 2. You know why he was 5 and 2? Because they didn't let him throw the ball. Still had 14. He still had 14 touchdowns. Yo, I watched the game. With so the, with they were the holding hand, his hand. Withholding his hand, he had 14 touchdowns. You shouldn't hold my hand if I'm that guy. Hey, man. That speaks more to Sean Payton. Yeah, she's more to Sean Payton. 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 I don't trust this motherfucker. I just had Drew Brees for 20 years. I do not trust this motherfucker. I'm trying to win games. Hey, but I'm not letting him Trevor, throw. I got Alvin Kamara. He didn't Kamara. hold Trevor Simeon's hand, and he didn't hold uh, a Mormon's hand. I'm just saying. That might be an indictment on Jameis, bro. Or is an indictment on Sean Payton. Do we care about completion percentage? Because he had the same completion percentage as Trevor Simeon. It was six. It was 60 in six games. No, it was 58, but add a couple points. Wow, it was fifty. Okay, okay, okay. That's not good. <laughs> I never said he was great, but I say he deserves another chance. He's not okay. He, he got he got another. I mean, twenty thousand passing yards. He got what? Eight, Come on, eight, yo. His, his, his passing rate. He's is a gunslinger, yo. The interception is gonna be there. A gunslinger. It's no such thing as a gunslinger. We were Two months ago, we all right. Never mind. We, it's not. See. It's no such thing as a gunslinger. Do they not exist? Of course they exist. All right, then. He's a gunslinger. You go but not every gunslinger. Not every gunslinger hurts your chances of winning. Eh, because that's part of Bruce Arians' offense. You know how I know? Because Ben Roethlisberger threw a lot of interceptions in Bruce Arians' offense. You know when Bruce Arians' offense got better? When Tom Brady said, yo, we running in my way, motherfucker. <laughs> I never saw Ben throw 30 picks. And he probably won with Bruce Arians. Ben, threw, ben didn't throw 30, but Ben had a couple years in the 20s under Bruce Arians. It's no risk it, no biscuit. He's throwing it all over the place. How many interceptions have you had on under Arians the last couple of years? How many touchdowns? Interceptions. More than he threw in New England. Yeah, I mean, he was throwing the ball more, of course. So he was throwing the ball more. It's his offense. Bro, I, I don't even know why we even try to do all of this for Jameis Winston, but this is crazy. This is hilarious to me. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying he deserves second chances like all the mother all right. mid quarterbacks get. That's all. 12, 12 interceptions the last two years for um, Tom Brady. 12 interceptions each. Yeah, we talking about a dude par. that was throwing. Yeah, we talking about a dude that was throwing four and five. That's not true, Scott. He had one season with four. Every his average is probably nine or ten. With me looking at it right now. Yo, Brady didn't throw. He didn't turn the ball over. In New England. Damn. His first seven years, zero. T his first years of started twelve picks, fourteen picks, twelve picks, fourteen picks, fourteen points, twelve. Like he has like ten years with double digit interceptions. Like, and oh, double wow. digit interceptions is not even a big deal. You play sixteen games. Now seventeen. It's not even that big of a deal. When you throw thirty, for one year, just one year, one bad year. Yo, we gonna write you off one bad year. The fuck out of here. It's not just one bad year. What the quarterback has to help the team win. He hasn't been to the playoffs. And it's a team I game, though. I can't, I, What's around them? It is a, What's around them? It is a team I threw game. You out one, one season, I threw 30. One season. But the mother years so, that I didn't, what happened? Because I was throwing yeah, you, 20. Was let throwing me answer your question. Can I, can I answer your question? I, I just don't understand. The other years, what happened? I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you some clarity. The, what, the other years, what happened? He threw 30 fucking picks. The next year, year, the other years, right? The, the, the very next year with the same, with the same squad. 
Same defense, same kicker, same coaches, same offense, albeit they added the A.B. Can I, can I finish? <laughs> I'm just saying. Albeit they added A.B. and Gronk, who were A.B. who's out here in legal trouble, and Gronk who was out here. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to let you do that. I'm not going to let I, you do that. A.B. is a fucking Hall of Famer. I'm not going to let you. Oh, now, because last week when I said, hey, yo, Tyron Matthew, don't go to Vegas. Oh, you're bringing up somebody's past. Now you're talking about A.B. got legal trouble. Nah, fam, we're not going to do that. You ain't even let me finish my sentence, though. No, nah, we're not going to do that. Take the legal trouble out. Because they ain't got nothing to do with football. Let me know when you die. They ain't got nothing to do with football. I'm finished. I would have got to the football if you let me finish my sentence. The legal part was unnecessary. It has nothing to do with him running around. I still can't finish my sentence. It it has a thousand percent to do with running a route. What was what was A B on the depth chart, Skull, when he was with Tampa Bay? What was he on the depth chart? This Hall of Fame wide receiver, what was he on the depth chart? Now we know he should be a wide receiver one. What was he on the depth chart? He was a third option. Why was he a third option, Skull? Because I have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. No, that's not why he was That's not. That's not? Damn, you don't let me finish. Why why was he third on the depth chart? Any other team, he's number one. Any other year, he's number one. He, he, yo, he was the number one wide receiver for six straight years. You don't just go to a team and say, "Oh, Chris Godwin's better." Hmm, Mike Evans is better. No, he was third on the depth chart because he couldn't be trusted because of league issues. But playing football, was he a viable option or not? And playing football was Mike Evans and Chris Godwin not all pros. The same season, Jameis was there. Again, we go back. I'm just gonna hold you to one bad year. That's what we do. It's not one bad year, yo. You threw your team out of games. That that team was a playoff team that year. One year. People were saying that team was talented then. I'm not arguing that Jameis is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'm just saying he deserves second chances like every other mid quarterback that gets second chances. It's not a second chance. It's not just it's not just one second chance. It is a second chance. When he's he had a good year. It is a second chance. When has he had a good year? Let me let me ask that. Let me rephrase. When has he had a good year? Well, mid quarterbacks don't have a lot of them, but I'm not saying. So we talking he, about second chances? He's, he's in seven, he's in year seven. This ain't second chances. He's had a whole it's career. A second, it's a second team. Like I've seen, I've seen quarterbacks go from team to team to team to team to team to team to team, and they're never held on there. Yo, you throw a lot of interceptions. Yes, they That's are. I say saying. Baker sucks so, on one team. <laughs> I said Carson Wentz sucked th- one, two, two teams ago. Yeah, and he's on his third now. And they keep giving that's, picks up for this dude. Jameis is going to get work. That does not gonna, that's not going to change me saying he sucks. That's, that's all I'm saying. I would, I would have him before the, the Bakers and the Jimmys. Like, he's better than them. Give me the Jimmys because I know he won't throw a back-breaking interception. He's not? No. <laughs> He'll get you to the playoffs. He'll He's give your defense you the, a shot. He'll get your not, run game a shot. A or, shot. A or, shot is what I'm asking or, for. Or he'll miss not a pick six. open George Kittle f- for a touchdown. To, to what game, game was that? What, what game was that, though? Pick one. Pick one. Because one of them was the Super Bowl. Has James made it to a wild card there. game? He Has he had so a winning the, season? So the 49ers were not a better team than what James had on the Bucks. Stop it. Stop it. You're out. Yo, I, I, I'm, I'm very confused at what you thought Tom Brady did like to that Bucks team. Like the roster was 95 percent the same. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but they don't want to win a Super Bowl without Tom Brady, though. I'm not saying no, James you, is Tom Brady. Keys, Keys I'm not saying James is Tom correct. Brady. 
Yo, I'm you not put, saying Jameis is Tom Brady. You put any I'm quarterback that doesn't have Brady. you put any quarterback that doesn't have 35 plus turnovers on that same roster. That team makes the playoffs that season. That's all I'm saying. It don't matter about Tom Brady. You could have put Marcus Mariota there. Yeah, yeah. I think Jameis with new eyes. All right, y'all. I think Jameis with new eyes. He he could have got that team there, but he his, didn't get that his chance. completion percentage went decreased with new eyes. Yo, he got hurt. We judging him for what he did in six games. He had two more saying five and two. Yeah, yeah. He was five and two, and then he got hurt. Yeah, and if you play seventeen, that shit. Right we not going to just right. take the trajectory of what he was doing. Trajectory. We started off eight and three. There is no trajectory in Who football. We got to play the three. The Ravens. There is no trajectory. And what After happened when three, Lamar my got trajectory hurt? Is thinking what Super happened Bowl? when Lamar got hurt? It is a trajectory. Because what happened when Lamar got hurt? Not a fucking thing. Y'all sucked. You did, y'all was mid with him. All right, so all right. Jam- leave the Ravens land out. Like, nah, leave, he leave brought him up. Here. Nah, he leave brought him up. Nah, fuck it. He brought him up. Y'all was eight and three, barely skating by. Lamar had a couple bad games in the middle of that. But y'all was still winning. And then when he got hurt, guess what happened? Nothing. Same thing what happened with the Saints. So you can complete your percentage meeting all you want. Do you want to bet on Do you want to bet on Do you want to bet on this, Cole? Because I don't think you that confident. I don't give a fuck about Jameis enough. I'm just saying he deserves a second chance. Okay. And give him his money. Because everybody else is getting their money. 33 and 44. Get that money, boy. He's 33 and what? Is that his uh, winning record? That's his career winning record, yes. What's the Sean's? It's better than that, Scott. Is it? Because it's not better than Mitch Trubisky's. It's better than that. And Mitch Trubisky's is better than James. It's a lot better than James. Well, I'm happy that Mitch is better because then that, that helps me out. That helps me there's out. A, there's but a I reason mean, the Steelers didn't look his way, bro. Because, again, you don't want them backbreakers on your team. No, nah, they did. He didn't want to come here. They definitely looked. He wanted to go to quarterback uh, Yale, whatever the hell he called it. This offseason, he wanted to go to quarterback Yale. Yeah? Well, well, you're not going. You're not going to deny me one year and I go back. We don't do rejection like that. We already looked at you once. You didn't want to come. Yo, so you, you. Look, look at what you just said. Yo, he had to go to QB. Where? Like he good, wanted good, to go. Good, no, no, no. Good quarterback got to go to QBL. We wanted to give him a starting job. He wanted to go to QBL. I, I can only bring horse to the water. I can't make you drink it. So we I mean, can. We, hey, we, we, hey man. Hey man, I love it. I love this talk. We can move on, but QB Yale for a good quarterback is crazy. I never, I never heard a great quarterback having to do that. Hey, I never said he was great though. But I ain't never heard a Matt Stafford having to do no weak shit like that. Motherfuckers just play football, yeah. Yeah. QB Yale. I gotta sit behind a. I gotta sit behind an old ass Drew Brees to to figure out why how not to throw thirty picks. Nigga, just stop throwing stop throwing picks. All right, you put me out there with some weapons. I won't. I got my eyes fixed and everything. I'm ready to go. I don't steal crab legs no more. I don't do none of that. I'm ready. <laughs> Stop judging me off that one bad year and I'll show you. Yo, on, all right, Joe. Let's play. All right, Joe. You, you yeah. can get that one bad year off. Look at his career. It's not one bad year. But keep, I didn't say he was great, though. He's, he's, it's not one bad year. But what's the next topic? Because <laughs> we can talk about this all damn day. I ain't, yeah, I ain't yeah. budging. You ain't budging. No, absolutely not. I like you, that. You stand on this, though. Stand on this, though, because I don't forget. On, man. Petty you shit like me. this, I'm not going to forget. 2022, you know stand me. on this. Hey, if he throws 25, uh, I say hey, man. I believed in him more than he believed in himself. Okay. 
I don't budge. Comparing that man to Ben Roethlisberger. I can't believe you. No, no, no. Pittsburgh should said, be ashamed I, no, no, of no. what you said. I bro. just said I've seen multiple quarterbacks throw 20-plus a lot, and it ain't what we getting for the 30. I know 30 is a wild number, but... It, Yo, was Bruce, Arians on, was Bruce Arians the coordinator in 20, 2006? Because that's the only year Ben threw over 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the next year, he threw 32 and 11. Well, Ben's a, ben, 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 ben don't do stuff like that. Ben don't do stuff. Oh, no, yeah, no, don't no, ever, don't, 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 don't compare, don't compare. But I've nice. seen Ben throw a lot of interceptions though. You ain't never seen thirty. That shit was a story. Nobody has seen thirty, but I'm also not going to judge him for the thirty. Y'all thought we was moving on. I was finished. Has anything else happened in football? Hey, uh, linebacker got worse. Who? The Saints got Said worse. The Saints. Yo, they weren't that good in the. They, yeah, okay. they ain't gonna be that good this year, motherfucker. <laughs> we'll see. Well, Steve, slant boy back. You never know. Anyway, prayers out to uh, how 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 you how you say his last name? Keys, David, um, linebacker from Michigan. I don't want to mess his name up. Towards Achilles and Ojabo, Ojabo, towards Achilles and his pro day. Um, hate to see things like that for a first rounder. Um, what? Did, how did y'all feel about the commentary afterwards? Though, did y'all see the video? Yeah, I saw the video. That they was say that's common. I'm sure it is, but that shouldn't be common. Darius Slay said that practices is worse. Like what NFL practices is worse. They, they just didn't kept, do kept it moving. They just looked so at him. Kept going on. Yeah, they literally like didn't even look at him. They picked the ball up and like he's on the ground. Like you can see he's in. They said tough break man. and kept it moving. Yeah, basically. Like, and I know in practices, like I mean, shit. In pop one of practices, you see somebody get popped, and coaches like, "Yo, keep going." And it's like, "Yo, I don't think he all right." <laughs> like, I don't think yo, we should stop this. He's a human. But I mean, like I said, it always takes a different type of mind to even coach football. Coming coming from somebody who done torn the Achilles go, you, you kinda need immediate attention when that shit happens. That's what like, I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like that brother looked like he needed immediate attention. And it was like, nah, we not. Mm-mm. Like if y'all would have looked at me Nick and Keys and I did that shit, I would have been like, fuck y'all. Wouldn't be no nitty gritty. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, get him off the court. Somebody. <laughs> Yo, who got next? Yeah, Yo, <laughs> Yo you over there with the headbands. Hop on. It wouldn't be no nitty gritty, man. Nah, that's They did him up. dirty. Nah, yeah, for sure. Prayers to him. Hopefully, um, I mean, he get a red shirt, yeah, with a bunch of potential. You think somebody will fish for him with first, second, third round? I mean, you Definitely got- not the first round. I mean, you got to at this point. I mean, I think it's more upside if you get them that low, obviously. But, I mean, when you see people like, um, what's the young boy from uh, the Chargers who came back? Was that Cam Akers or? No, the not Rams. Cam Akers. Uh, Cam Akers. Yeah, it was Cam Akers who, uh, who tore his Achilles and came back in a pretty short amount of time and was still able to contribute. I mean, I, I, would, think that the prog- I, I would think the prognosis is pretty positive for him that uh, – Given his age and and today's technology, he should he should come back and still be able to be the threat that he was he was going to be. Just unfortunate, yeah. football, you're losing fo- that first round money. Football is a little different with the Achilles injuries. It's 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 more it's more um, of a hindrance with a basketball player because of the type of movements you're doing with football. A little 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 easier on the in in the and I think uh, Marcus Peters had one too, right? Uh, Peters tore his ACL, but he may have torn his Achilles before. Not, not Marcus Peters. It was uh, Jason Peters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he was a big guy. And this was like uh, maybe ten seasons ago. So 
people people can definitely come back on football from Achilles. My thing is, was the juice worth the squeeze, right? So you already a top, what was he, top 10, top 15 uh, pick. Uh, and then was the juice of working out at the pro day worth the squeeze? Like, how much higher were you going to go as far as draft stock? Yeah. Was it was it worth doing that dumbass drill? Like maybe we should rethink about what we these combines and these pro days. Like y'all saw my tape, fam. Right. <laughs> like I, I need to get paid tape. before I do all of this extra stuff I because two weeks ago, yeah. he just injured himself out of millions of dollars. We can't. We and these kids are young. They're coming from families that you know ain't made of money, presumably. Like the all fact right. that he went from a first round pick to a question mark. That's a problem. Yeah, that's generational wealth you're talking about right there. Like that's that's millions gone just off of one football move that went the wrong way. And you won't recoup that first round money, unfortunately. Like you'll never get that money back. Or the security. Be, yeah. yeah. He, he, he gonna have to be Darius Leonard or some shit to get that money back. And you're still missing out on money. So more prayers to him, his family, speedy recovery. I shoot to the phones, Key. Nitty gritty phone lines are open. Keep who we got up first. What's up, nitty gritty crew? On a Monday, man. Uh, just want to take a moment. Um, look, no, no Lakers slander, no Steelers slander, no Philadelphia 76ers slander. Um, the fact that 200 episodes now. Another milestone. Talk that shit. Still remember so the uh, very first episode of Nitty Gritty. Get a horn, Keith. And all I gotta say is many, <laughs> may hundreds upon thousands of more episodes of Nitty Gritty Sports Talk uh, keep coming. And yo, for everyone out there who hasn't tuned into this podcast even once, check these guys. Check the show out. I mean, if anything. How many times have I said it before? They say the things that ESPN, Fox Sports, CBS Sports, they say all the things that they want. They say all the things that they can't say. So, again, check out Nitty Gritty Sports Talk. 200 episodes down. And many more hundreds upon thousands of episodes come along the way in the future. Salute, Joey. Man, I don't even know. I don't. I don't know. Fuck it, Jameis Winston. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> Jameis Winston. <laughs> Fuck it. What happened to him? What happened to that nigga, man? What happened to him? This number one pick. <laughs> if he turn up. If he turn up. 24-hour slander pass, baby. Yeah, I'm saying. Keys, who you got? I was, I'm back to Greg Roman, punk ass. What happened to that boy? Yeah. Nick, who you got? Steve Pashotti. What happened to that boy? Yeah. What happened to that boy? Minnesota got good crab cakes? <laughs> they got purple rain. That's the, that's the only thing I know they got. Man, Some wolves and shit. That Lake of Minnetonka might be like a century. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Keith, who you got? Sco, this may be the first time I ever did this on this segment, but I'm going to drop it uh -oh. tripping. 
Hey, bro, come on now, dog. Come on, man. Like, bro, it's, it's, you going too far, dog. <coughs> you tripping, dog. You tripping, dog. Well deserved. Yeah, my my my. What happened to you, candidate? Uh, Matt Barkley. And, oh, and, I thought she was going somewhere else. The reason I dropped the you tripping is because the Buffalo Bills signed him to a one year contract. Um, oh. oh. Yeah. And so not only do I think about the other quarterbacks that are out there who are more than capable, <laughs> Colin Kaepernick, oh, but the Bills posted a, a graphic with some of Matt Barkley's shout outs. And some of those shout outs are second half. Uh, Performances in Week 17 and Week 18 games. He gonna um, be a, they're also be shouting real. out his college career. So you just signed a backup who's been in the league for 10 years that essentially has no type of professional credentials or accolades. Um, when you have, like I said, you have the likes of Colin Kaepernick out there, other quarterback, uh, minority quarterbacks. Um, just think it's BS. So what happened to Matt Barkley? I don't even know why he's still in the league. I feel you. Um, so they signed him after trading for Case Keenum. Yeah, I mean wow. they just—he's a QB three, if play. anything. Yeah, yeah he gonna ain't gonna play. That's that's no. why he got signed because yeah, he's he, he's willing to sign a deal and suck and sit on that, yeah. that bench. No. Yeah, hold the clipboard, stand behind, stand behind the great man. Collins should be in the league though, but I mean, yeah, yeah, it's time to move past that. Yo. He yeah, because the more time go past. Yeah, I mean, we talking five, six, seven. We can't after a while. Yeah, unfortunately, that's. I mean, but when these bum ass people keep getting jobs, it's just. I mean, it's a slap in the face. I mean, I get it. It's old and, but it's no. You're right. It's still no, no, no. You're right. It's just unfortunate circumstances that led to this. How do you get? How do you get blackballed for for protesting? Being black. Oh, yeah, you know. That'll do us, girl. Just <laughs> <laughs> black, you know. Standing up for black people will get you blackballed all the time. In a white uh organization ran mm-hmm. by eighty year old white men that, you know, they grew up in times where they don't respect black men. Y'all just make us money. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, no. It sucks that I love football so much. But he'd be alright. <sighs> He settled. He, he, he got oh, some inside of it. Oh, dog. Dog, yeah. yeah, yeah. You seen this girl? Him, yeah, he ain't hurting. And we on right. financially, you know, yeah. Yeah. He's good. NCAA, Sweet 16, set. Um, Seen a lot of <laughs> more upsets. More upsets, more disappointing performances from potential top 10 picks. Let our college experts run this week down. I mean, yeah. yeah I, I, I mean, mean I, I'm just I'm just start off that. I mean, I I, I love Chicago. I, I, it's a city that I, me, you know, me and my wife want to visit one vacation. But I hate the state of Illinois, though. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I'm never I'm never picking the Illinois Fighting Line or anything else in life. But other than that, college basketball, it was it was good. It was it's back. <clears throat> After missing the tournament last year. <clears throat> it, it's, it's great to see, you know, or the two years ago. It's great for, you know, for us to have the games that we had this week. It wasn't too many upsets. I think Keith has said the underdogs let us down, but it, we got some good, some great Sweet 16 matchups. I was looking at them, we got some great Sweet 16, 16 matchups. 
Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's just seeing the fans back in the arena again. I mean, we had March Madness last year, but obviously it was it was still pretty socially distant. So, to me, it the the big thing with March Madness for me always been like when you you kind of got those uh, lower seeds, uh, those double digit seeds uh, going for an upset, and then the crowd gets into it because they know that hey, maybe we can face um, St. Peter's instead of uh, Kentucky. So now you get that crowd into it, and it, it just it's just great basketball. But just to go over the weekend games, I mean, Michigan, shout out Jawan Howard and uh, the program. It's just something about Michigan, man. When they get in this tournament in March, even back when they had Bayline as their coach, uh, they just they just win games. And um, they've been able to execute at a very high level these first two games, and I think I forget who they play in the Sweet 16. Nova. They yeah, Nova, Nova. But it, they, they can very well beat Nova and be playing in Elite Eight next year, yeah. uh, next week. So, big win for them. Uh, St. Peter's beating Murray State. I mean, what more can you say about uh, Coach Holloway and those boys? They playing good basketball, so. Um, and they scary and they ain't scared of nobody. And I think they got Purdue. I'm not saying they're going to beat Purdue, but they're not going to back down from them either. So, I'm looking forward to that game. Memphis-Gonzaga gave us a good game, too. Yeah, they um, did. So I'm not too sure what your what were y'all thoughts on chat coming out of that game? Uh weight room. Yeah. 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 Me and Nick had a conversation in the chat. It 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 showed what well, we already knew. Um you, you play physical players and he got pushed around. He he got pushed around. Still held his own protecting the paint, but offensively he can get pushed off his spot. Yeah. Like 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 nothing. And for somebody that's going to get picked top three, he probably, to his best interest, should get reassured. Me and Nick talked about that, whether it be just sitting on the bench or going to the G League, um, eating like a pro, working out like a pro. His frame ain't big, but you can add some muscle so that he ain't getting pushed around. Like, I ain't expecting him to, you know, look like, uh, <laughs> one, like 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 a one, muscle head, but one thing I'd say is Jalen is far more physical, but mm-hmm. you saw the contrast between strength and length and toughness. So Chet was giving up about fifty five, sixty pounds. That's mm-hmm. you know that's an African American versus a small. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. a little different. But at the same time, yeah. he fought. He competed. Yeah, he and, did. He, and that length is you. You can't find that length just anywhere. That yeah, length. That, that length and skill. Yeah, so seven five wingspan. He, so he, he do yeah. some squats, eat some good food, they, and they work with him. I mean, I've seen it with Anthony Davis. Uh, mind so, you, Anthony Davis was twenty. Like at his smallest, he was twenty pounds heavier than yeah. Chet. You know what I mean? But at the same token, I've seen skinny Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? Frails, I don't know what people saying he can't bench press, but it's not about bench pressing. It's about your basketball toughness, your basketball strength. Mm-hmm. He's just gonna he's just gonna need some time to acclimate himself with more physical players because me and Sko was talking about it. Can you imagine Joel Embiid or Jokic getting a rebound and pushing Giannis. pushing the pace? Yeah, yeah, like Giannis. <laughs> we talked about yeah. it Friday. <laughs> yeah, Giannis is it's a scary sight that even in February I was telling even in February I wouldn't want to see that happen to that young man. Like, but, but but when you draft, you're not drafting for your rookie. I mean, I, I would hope players. I mean, teams have adopted this mantra. You ain't drafting for the rookie year. You drafting for, I want the 25 year old version. How do you how you gonna look when you 24, 25? That's what I be thinking about. Right. Yeah. Another thing. Another thing from this uh, Sweet 16. Out of the 16 teams, 
five of them has have black head coaches. So that's mm-hmm. another, another big thing. That's, and, another, and, and I, that's why I was wishing Penny would have won, man. Like, because to see former players like Jawan Howard and Hubert Davis, and, and if Penny would have won, see them former players come back and win games, you know, two of them at the alma maters. So, it, you know, yeah. it, it, it was and, a good thing. And in that same breath, shout out to Kelvin Sampson, man, because um, yeah, Houston yeah. is a serious threat. And not tough. only this year, I mean, you talking about Houston was in the Final Four last year. He's really building a program down there that – um. They they're consistently in Sweet Sixteens. Like uh, Houston is slowly but surely become. He's building a a a, a, a real solid program down there. So I shout mean, out to Kevin Sampson. And to piggyback on that, you think about it. You're thirty one and five. How yeah. the hell are you a five seed? That's the first day. That's the how because of the conference you playing. Yeah, that's. I mean, they played in that conference last year. They was what one or two. So yeah, I mean, it depends. On, I mean, yeah. it, it, it depends on who they. You right? Who depends on they who they play? But to get. The Sweet Six team matchup against the one seed in in your own backyard, you can't ask nothing. I'll be a five seed any day if I get to play Sweet, Sweet Sixteen in you San Antonio. And the day now, oh, that's where they playing in it. Yeah, they in yeah. San. They in San Antonio. That's a road game for. I mean, Arizona probably gonna travel down there too. It's, it's that's gonna be lit. Yeah, but Houston, right from Houston, man, that crowd is gonna be. Pro- but you're right, Houston, Arizona does. They their fans travel very very well. But to be Houston, and you playing in San Antonio, I can. I, Calvin can, Sam's gonna ask for a better place other than playing in Houston. Mm-hmm. And 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 Michigan State, y'all let Duke off the y'all let Duke off the hook yesterday. Yeah. Y'all had them, y'all had them. For whatever reason, I think kids and I were talking. They, you, they went from team basketball to, to kind of isolation late. Yeah. It, it cost. They started going one on one. They yeah. started going one on one, and that was the game. Why? Is and then, that and a also, trend? and that's talk. So and our our you know the refs are going to be refs. Like we besides that North Carolina game, which was terrible. This refs in this second half in this Duke Michigan State game were the worst refereeing I've seen all year, though. It was terrible. Like on one possession, on one possession, you know, Duke had I mean Michigan State had four team fouls or three team fouls. On one possession, they got three team fouls, so they was at six on one possession with five minutes left. Stuff like that don't happen in college basketball. It, the only when you play Duke shit like that happens. <laughs> like how do you get three team fouls on one possession? Within they, all the fouls were like ten seconds. Like, come on. Like, come on now. But Duke hit shots to win. I mean, I thought one of the shots, they hit shots to win, but Michigan State definitely let them off the hook, man. Like, big time let them off the hook. Now, you can't be up 70 to 65 with two minutes left or three minutes left, and then the next thing you know, you're down 76 to 72. Like, how that? Like, that would even make sense. Like, what type of timeout? You got timeouts, Coach Izzo. You got to use your timeouts there. You got to do something better than letting them go on that damn when I'm like 11 to 2 run or 13 to 2 run or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was one thing I noticed about Penny. His late game. It was like, yo, you can't take them timeouts with you, brother. Because his team I don't was gas. I don't think he did a good job of coaching. Like, you could see his big men, you know, they were just gas. They were walking the whole the nation court. saw they were gas. <laughs> they Even were with gas. seven minutes left, the two he had two on the bench for four fouls. What you, what you, yeah. what you holding for? They yeah. fell out, they fell out. It's, t- it's time to go. And, and, Soon as he took him, soon as he took both, soon as the other one picked up that four foul, the second one picked up the four foul. That's when Gonzaga. That's when they won in that run, and that was over. Yeah, Timmy was Timmy was unstoppable, but um, and shout yeah, out they were all good games. Shout out Auburn for uh, for doing what they did, bombs. So, yo, y'all wasn't gonna tell me. Yo, three for fifteen. Listen, listen, Sco. I, I you know I ain't no college nigga. I I, I sent my <laughs> slip to the key. Had him on the I'm ticket. Like, I'm like I sent it to Keith. I'm like yo, what you think about this? T- Yo, it look good, yo. I like it, yo. 
did. It did. I fucking all burn mine. Nigga, I played but you, you too. What, what you had them? <laughs> I lost too. My man, it's all burn. But I only, no, I only no, bet I, it. I, but I, I, I bet it because I already had Miami plus seven on a bunch of tickets. So I'm like, it did look good because I, I, I see Miami lose a lot of games this year. Like. Where they just they come out flat or they don't execute in the second half and they just get the doors blown off of them. But Auburn, you've been signing for two weeks though. They they didn't they can't score. Yeah, yeah they well, have well, a well, dog. Yeah, I, I mean, did. I told y'all they wouldn't make the second weekend. I mean, yeah, but when they got the Miami matchup instead of USC, I thought maybe they had a little better chance of doing it. Um, but Auburn, like, what are your is guards Jabari who doing? they say? Is he is he who they say that he is? I think he, he has the pedigree. I think he has the pedigree, but I don't think the system that he played in in Auburn benefited his game. And okay. when I say that, like Auburn at one point they cut the lead against Miami down to eight. And I don't know if y'all remember when we talked about the Auburn Florida game a couple weeks I ago. Remember. And I said the point guard. I said these guards in late game situations are getting worse. Um because it's almost like they just they playing hero ball. Like you're forgetting that you have a top five pick on your team, and part <laughs> of that is also goes to to Pearl. Bruce, and Pearl could have very well drew the play up, and the guard decided to do whatever the hell he wanted to do. But he did it again the other day when they were down eight and making a run with a chance to cut it to six. He drives in the lane and, and throws the ball up on three people. He gets the rebound and proceeds to throw it right back up. Like that's bad basketball. And in March. If you look at the guard play, like if you look at Michigan, what's that guard's name, Keith? We've been talking about the freshman. The boy is balling. Collins. Yeah, like he, like he's that. tough. Yeah, he's yeah. carrying them right now. You look across the landscape of top sixteen teams; they all have great guard play, and that yeah. and that's what wins you games in March. And when your guard play lacks and you're unable to execute the offense or get into your sets, especially in late game situations, it costs you. You look at Illinois. I mean, maybe it was after the technical foul yesterday, but just unable to execute at a high level. And maybe that's just, I mean, the Big Ten and the SEC outside of what, Michigan and Arkansas has been pretty, pretty blah. Yeah. I mean, you go from nine teams to two teams. That The Big Ten, they need to shut up. Like, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, that, nobody thinks you're the best conference. If you only got <laughs> out of nine teams, two of your teams only make it to the second week. And I don't want to hear no more about the Big Ten. Yeah. <laughs> and in the same breath, Keys, you was right about Jamie Dixon. They took them to the brink last night. Yeah, I mean, I when you when you got like I said, I, I think I was I was texting one of my other homeboys. If you if if you giving a power conference team ten points, you're not beating a power conference team in March by more than ten points. It's not gonna happen. These mm-hmm. guys, no, unless you take out St. Peter's, but you coming from one of these other conferences, you're gonna lose by twenty points or so like that, unless it's an upset. But TCU ten points is way too many points in the conference finals with Jamie Dixon as the head coach. It's too many points. I mean, it was said- not, Arizona was never gonna beat them by more than four or five points. It was never gonna happen. We said the same thing about Notre Dame, like giving them eight points. Like I'm jumping on that. Like, yeah, that's they're not they're not losing a major conference team. That's too many points for a major conference team. Yeah, and you know we all play sports, and these tournaments, it's not even about who the better team really like when nah, you play the you know the other major middle. conference. It's about who's who short that who's day, tougher. who's the better team yeah. that day. Who mentally tougher? Yeah, and that momentum, it's a, it's a, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a tough thing. Like, and and going into like, I don't think we'll get to talk about this before the Thursday games, but. Like most of the games outside of Arkansas Gonzaga, they all Arkansas Gonzaga's favored by nine points, which I think they probably could. I think they may beat. I think they'll beat Arkansas by double digits potentially. But you got Michigan plus five, Duke is plus one, 
in Arizona, the line just went down from two to one and a half since we've been on the call. So I think you're going to see uh, a lot of good games come Thursday and Friday in these three sixteen matchups. What game and, are you looking forward to the most? Uh, for Thursday, I'm looking forward to Houston, Arizona. Um, okay. I just think I think Houston matches up well with Arizona. Um, I think preliminary early. He, I mean, Houston probably gonna beat them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's preliminary. Like the play in San Antonio and the way uh, the way Houston's looking right now, the way they playing right now. And and not only that, but you saw Calvin Sampson essentially take uh, what's the big boy name. Um, from Illinois out the game, uh, Kofi Coburn. Yeah, 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 so he he completely took Kofi out the game yesterday. If you watched that, like Kofi, he just completely out the game. He had to work. So he had to work yeah. the school. So I'm assuming, uh, and that's his. That's especially Calvin, especially his defense. So I'm assuming that they'll have something for the boy from Arizona this week. To, I mean, you ain't gonna stop him, but you can at least make his life a, a, a little bit more difficult for 40 minutes. And the only thing they but see, the only thing is what you got. Arizona gods and Illinois gods. It, yeah, well, that's true too. Yeah, they, 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 Arizona guys, uh, they, you know, they some top twenty. They go, so it's gonna be a good game. It's definitely gonna be a good game. But I just think that San Antonio fact is gonna be a lot, man. For we'll all get, the marbles, for all the marbles, if you had to pick one team to win the tournament right now, who you who you picking? Um, Kansas. I got can I hate I got I Kansas hate in my bracket. Kansas. I got because yeah, I don't Kansas. like this. I got Arizona winning, but I don't like this matchup on Thursday. I really don't. If Arizona can get through this, then I think Arizona probably can win it. But this is gonna be the toughest game they play on this road. Yeah, I would. I mean, the, I, I mean, the, I I don't know. I don't know about the dreams, but to get to the final four, definitely Kansas. Kansas got the weakest bracket remaining, like out of everybody. They, yeah. Yeah, because they win, they'll even play Iowa State on my So, I guess it would be Kansas, because Kansas got the easy yeah. to the Final Four. So I mean, I yeah, I don't see Providence playing with Kansas at all, and then Iowa State and Miami, Kansas should handle. Um, for the Friday you game, I'm looking forward to that North Carolina-UCLA game. Yeah, I can't wait to see that UCLA-North Carolina. That's my game I'm looking forward to out of all the games. Brady. And they giving Watch your UC- elbows, Brady. Yeah, they giving UNC two points right now, so I would, I would highly consider that. I think Michigan. I got. I think Michigan got a chance too. Michigan's gonna be. Don't be. Michigan's gonna be. Michigan got a chance. I don't think they'll be able to do anything with Hunter. Yeah, He's on a mission they, right they, now. They, they too big. They, yeah, that's yeah. Gonna be too big for a little. Yeah. Know, yeah. it's gonna be a tough matchup for them. That's why I'm trying to get down to shoe why they still got this five points on them. Because <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Wait, and then you got they, Texas Tech Duke. Yeah, I was about to ask you that. Yeah, that could go either way. Yeah. I mean, I I think Duke, I want to know what's what's the deal with Griffin. Is he is he gonna play? Because if he's gonna play, then I like Duke with the plus one. Um, if not, I just don't know if Duke got enough bodies. They already only six deep. Yeah. Duke, Without, been, yeah. Duke been escaping since they since they since they beat uh, Syracuse, like in the, in the <laughs> yeah. ACC tournament. They they've been escaping for a long time. Coach now. K last game should have been yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna try to stretch that out. Shout, think, shout I, out I, Omar. I know I know that hurt him. Shout out Show. I know that hurt. State Pat, State Pat. I gotta find me some Michigan State memes. I might have to tweet him Denzel Valentine or some shit. <laughs> he, I'm yeah. on his head. I'm I'm on his head, man. I'm on his head. You think St. Peter's can cover the twelve and a half for Purdue? Yeah, it's a tournament game. Yeah. It's a tournament game. They 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 here now. They ain't gonna lose by no more than seven points. Uh, I mean I know. Let's go. This. Let's go. You said Gardner Minshew from Jersey City? He ain't Yo. from Wyoming. 
Dog, we should have known. from Jersey nah, yo, City. He, hell yeah. <laughs> it all makes sense. Hell yeah, he, and he ended up out washing his call him that. <laughs> Damn. I ain't, I ain't gonna end up calling him that on, on, on air. But yeah, like the, you the look at St. Peter's. Nah, oh, like St. Nah, Peter's gonna like miss you. St. Peter's gonna miss you. Oh, I thought she was talking about the real guy. I'm about to say. Nah, Doug Eater. <laughs> Doug oh, yeah. Eater. Oh, he really from Jersey City. Nah, he, he, he like from Drew there. Timmy. Yo, you should have looked at that team and the way it's constructed, and it's just him. Yeah. You heard what the coach yeah. said? Yeah. The coach said, you know, yeah. said why why are we being intimidated? I got a bunch of kids from New York City and New Jersey. We ain't scared of nobody. Yeah. See? <laughs> <laughs> he talking Jersey City, Newark, Orange, like, yeah. yo. He said, give a he fuck said, about And if people, people remember, he, if people remember, he, played he was tough Senior at Hall. Senior Hall, yeah. Yeah. I think I saw a stat that said the last Not time the a Jersey team was in the Sweet 16 was, was when him. he was at Seton Hall. So yeah. he, He's the black guy, right? Yeah, he's Coach yeah. Shaheem Holloway. I like him. One of the five. Nah, he's tough. Of, oh, trust Jeez. me. He, he, he won't be at St. Peter's in a couple years. Oh, that's a fact. He's going to be like Shock? No, what's his name? Not Shock. Is it Shock Smart? Yeah, Shock is Smart. Not like him, but come up. Oh, that Ascension? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Keys, what do you think about uh, Maryland's coach? It's a good hire. I, I, it's, a, it's a good, solid hire. I mean, if you if you had a school for 12 years, I always, I always liked the, the tenure, the longevity. Um. He he, the players he brought in senior hall, they were good players. I don't, I mean, so to to get, be at a bigger school like Maryland with big, with more resources, he should be able to get the players he needed. Um, but time will tell. It ain't gonna be a one year, two year run. We'll see what this Maryland team look like in about three or four years. We'll see when he get his players in there. So I think the first maybe next year they probably not gonna make a tournament. The second year maybe the third year they should be making a tournament. And the fourth year is when we should see that jump where they should be in the top fifteen. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Florida, right. we got a new coach too, Todd Golden. I'm not gonna be as positive as Keys just was though. <laughs> Where does he come from? San Francisco. And you know me, I've been <laughs> shit. Yeah, hey, you just came from San Francisco. You literally just killed San Francisco. I had to remind. I had to remind him of that shit. Yeah, I, I definitely had to remind him. Of that shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Life got a funny way of throwing it right back at you. So y'all got a horrible football coach and basketball coach. I'm I'm I don't know much about our program at the moment right now, but I remember they used to have like Steve Spurrier and Billy Donovan. And yeah, I know all types, of, <laughs> all types of hitters, man. Yeah, when I'm my only, I don't know. I, I really don't. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> it's like that, it was such a random ass hire. How did they go yeah. get the San Francisco coach of all people? Like how the hell? Like that's it was such a random ass hire. I mean, that's my only thing. Like you think of the West Coast Conference, not even a Power Six conference. So I just think of all the pot, potential candidates in that pool, and you end up out WCC who don't. Uh, I don't know. Like, I just Corey don't Burrell like. Corey wasn't available. Yeah, I mean Corey Bree. Yeah, he 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 working in. He the coaching. Hoops. Yeah, he coaching yeah. the NBA right now. I forget yeah, what team. Corey Corey Brewer not available. Like yo. Todd Golden, I don't know, I don't know how Todd to go in any living room and getting anybody, but we gonna see Todd. Wait and see. Long Wait as you beat see. Mike White two times a year at Georgia, that's all I care about. Just beat Mike White punk ass two times a year. How you leave us and go to Georgia, a I mean, worse school? Well, what does that say about the Florida program that you leave in Florida to go to Georgia? So does I mean, it say something about? My white or do it say something about Florida? I mean, it say something about Ooh. my white because the boosters was on his the boosters was on him on his his job security. Okay, so he, so, so I mean, he he, so he went and got to Georgia where now he got job security. His job was up in the air going forward. So I mean, I get it. Uh, you know from, they just you know they just that's why they you know they 
uh, just fired. What's the name? John Harbaugh, brother-in-law. They need to. That need to be a family thing come Christmas. Talk yeah. about getting fired I thought, from the I, Man, I thought you was giving me breaking news, Keys. I don't know. <laughs> Tom Crean. They, they, Tom Crean was the coach. That's his brother-in-law? Yeah, he married to his sister. Mm-hmm. Bum ass. <laughs> yeah, Tom Crean. Yeah, he definitely up. Yeah. I feel like this is a perfect time to wrap up and go to the last commercial break. Nitty gritty. This ad is brought to you by Lavelle Body. Lavelle Body is an all-natural, handmade skin and hair care line for men, women, and children. So if your skin is dry, your hair is damaged, or your beard is having problems connecting, shop Lavelle Body today at LavelleBody.com or DM Lavelle Body LLC on Instagram. Again, that's LavelleBody.com or DM Lavelle Body LLC. Good show, fellas. Good show. Yes, sir. We will be back Same place Same time on Friday Recap Of the Sweet 16 Maybe Maybe Baker finds a home by then Maybe not I hope not Find out Find out next on Dragon Ball Z (laughs) Until then Everybody stay safe and be blessed We out